What's up, pals? This is Chris Sampson. And before we start SP 47, uh, I'd like to give a couple of words. First, it's great to be back. Uh, this is the first episode of SP in 2016, and we had a lot of fun recording this. This was recorded over the weekend where I visited Stan and Andy, uh, as well as other friends of the show, including Kirsty and Ryan. Uh, for SMP weekend, so we hung out in New York City. We had dinner. We went to all these nerdy locations. It was a lot of fun. So this is a super special episode, not only because it is the first episode of the new year, but we recorded it live together. And there's nothing better than just being in the same room with your two buddies and just podcasting the hell out of all the things that you love. So today we're introducing a brand new segment to our show called Newsflash where we run through bullet points on surprising or really important, urgent, need-to-know, nerdy news. Also, as of this episode and this year, we are trying out a new format for the show. Basically, Stan, Andy, and I each week will come to the table with a particular nerdy topic we are passionate about. This can range from the comics that came out this week, or an anime we're watching, or a video game we've been playing, whether new or revisiting, or maybe it's some bigger concern or issue or esoteric special topic that we have in our minds and we want to talk about. We really like this format and we'd like to hear your thoughts on it. We are changing and experimenting and testing out new methods and content for the show to make a better experience for you guys. So, if you like this or don't like this format for some reason, um, feel free to let us know. You can email us, leave a comment on our Facebook group, uh, tweet at us, send us an email. Again, any and all feedback would be much appreciated. Moving on to the main topics, we talk about what we did during the break uh, or during our hiatus. Next, we talk about all of our shenanigans that we had during our New York City Super Nerd Pals weekend. And finally, we top it off with a talk about comic book crossovers. Stay tuned until the end of the show because we have a special teaser for our brand new sister spin-off show. So stick to the end and check it out. And it will be released on Friday, February 5th. It's a lot of fun. Again, stick to the end, listen to that trailer, and stay tuned for more details about the upcoming show. Alright, enjoy the episode. Just that clip. It's not a part of the episode at all. Like, like, what the fuck? <laughs> Just Oscar. Oh, so this is S N P forty seven, and our special guest today is Willem Dafoe. Spidey. 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 <laughs>
And just jump on the table. Like, <laughs> man, I miss Willem Dafoe. Um, uh, he was a bitsy spider. Like, he was a oh good Green God. Goblin. He was the best Green Goblin. He was the only Green Goblin. Yeah, I was well, just gonna say. Well, 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 who did the voice for the animated series? Because I know Mark Hamill did the Hobgoblin. Willem Dafoe. Willem Dafoe. <laughs> he went back in time. <laughs> His Spidey was so powerful, it just pierced the fucking time. Someone knocking on my door? Nah, it's Willem Dafoe. He has the wrong address. Willem Dafoe. Willem Dafoe. Spidey. It's 59 minutes of us just going, Spidey. <laughs> William Dafoe. <laughs> that was SP 47. Nah, right? And then, like, that's that's for, for 59 minutes, and then that last minute is going to be newsflash. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, boom, 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 boom. Hey, well, that's it. <laughs> Spidey. 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 <laughs> hey, everybody. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. This is episode 47 of SNP Year 2. First episode. Woo! 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 I'm your host today, Andy Karasquillo. And with me today, as always, Stan Gadurski. Sabra Wolf. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know that one. Well, we'll and explain Chris, it to you. And Chris Sampson. Riptor! <laughs> Just, I'm totally out of this fucking loop. You're just going with it. I just thought it was funny as fucking random. Uh, that well, that, that's that's Stan's spirit animal and his next tattoo. We would establish this. Sabre wolf. Getting, like right across the Sabre wolf. Sabre wolf. Sabre wolf. Anyway, we got news flash this week. Yeah, we got news flash this week. Jessica Jones season two got confirmed for Netflix. Hey yo. <laughs> And uh, we also got a Punisher Netflix series coming on. Which is interesting because they just spoiled Daredevil season two. Punisher doesn't die. Doesn't die. He's going to get his own show. I mean, realistically, we knew he wasn't going to. Come on. Don't no, sh- no, no. Don't actually, break. John Berthold falls into a Lazarus pit. He dies in Daredevil season Doesn't two. Doesn't Rick Grimes back. kill him? Sure. Yes. <laughs> yes. yes. It's the entire episode is like uh, the entire wait, season wait. is zombie Punisher. But after Rick kills him, he does come back as a walker. So, yeah. Walking Dead season seven confirmed. Exactly. <laughs> Even though I'm sure that was already confirmed. My anyway. favorite piece of news. And Poe gets an ongoing Star Wars Poe Dameron Woo! coming out in April, written by Charles Sewell. Yeah. I know Stan is like extra excited about that one. God. Not only listen. Stan read that article like, hello, what do we have here? <laughs> Where's the soundbite? Where's our soundboard? I opened up the... I opened Not up. yet. <laughs> Too advanced. I went on Twitter and I was like, damn it! <laughs> Jason Isaacs is just hanging out in your drawer. It's awesome. Stan saw it. Good. 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 Let the hate flow through you. I... Not only see this is what I've been asking for this whole time is that I wanted an ongoing set in the Force Awakens time period. You know, do you like, do you feel like you're more excited that it's Poe? Um, honestly, I would have maybe liked Kylo Ren to get his own ongoing, but they're already doing the Vader kind of thing. So I like that it's Poe Dameron because um, Dark Horse used to do an X-wing comic series, and they were like the pilots, and it was like Wedge and stuff. So. I feel like they should capture the same kind of thing for Poe. And then also in Shattered Empire, we got Poe's parents. So, like, yeah, mm-hmm. I wonder if they're going to somehow tie that in together. Yeah, and it, it's going to be cool to see the Resistance getting formed. I'm, I'm assuming we're going to see more about the Resistance and 
the state of the world prior to Force Awakens. So that's that's what I'm really interested in. Um, and it's also since it's written by Charles Sewell, I love that guy. He did Red Lanterns. He's doing um, Anakin and Obi Wan right now, which is another really good um, mini series from Star Wars. And yeah, exciting. Can't it's wait. Not- and it opens up the possibility for, you know, Finn ongoing, Ray ongoing. Well, so if, um, what I'm thinking is if they're going to do Poe, then they're going to, they should probably show some glimpses of, like, the First Order. Mm-hmm. I so, mean, yeah. I don't want to spoil anything, but I feel like if, uh, if you guys listen to our spoiler cast of uh, Episode 7, um, if they take the direction that we thought uh, that they're taking with Ray, they might do a Finn ongoing as opposed to a Ray ongoing. Because if they're going to take that direction already with the movies, then we're going to get Ray's story eventually. On the other hand, I mean, mm. we there was that novelization we were talking about where it goes into Finn's backstory already when he was a trooper. So, I mean, what's more to explore about? Well, I mean, like... I guess, well, I guess it's childhood. Poe's I mean, also yeah. in that yeah. book, too. That's true. It's like Poe, Finn, and Ray. So, you know, there's... I'm sure. I'm sure they can. If they're gonna do Poe, and then they're gonna show the First Order, which kind of makes sense because Poe wasn't surprised that the First Order was there at the beginning of Force Awakens, right? So they know that there is a reason for the the reason for the Resistance is because of the First Order, right? So they're gonna show the First Order. I'm assuming. So you can probably um, fit Finn in there somewhere. You can fit Kylo Ren in there. You know, you can fit like the larger backstory through Poe's eyes, but I also wouldn't be opposed to just being Poe, and just seeing, like, him specifically, and what he's doing, and, you know, like, I, I'm just happy that there's Force Well, like, even stuff. just to see how he got the title of their best pilot. Yeah, that's, yeah, it would be cool to see him, like, go through the ranks. Because the whole time, they're, like, the whole time throughout Episode 7, they're just like, he's our best pilot. And like and Kylo keep... Ren is like, aha, the best pilot. What what better prize can I have? And, and they like nothing. they just do nothing but emphasize how good Poe is. Do you think maybe that the reason why we saw so little of Poe is maybe that they're planning on this comic? I mean, it's all under Disney Marvel. Yeah, so, so yeah, they're, they they're really tied into all the canon. So maybe they're specifically planning on doing. Like I I wouldn't be surprised. If I mean, like case. we said before, there isn't any coincidences in you know this franchise. And Disney does seem to know what they're doing. Yeah. Like, they know how to how to manipulate shit. Disney does a great job with shit. Um, <laughs> I will never doubt them. That was Newsflash. 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 Yeah. What do we got next? <laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> so, like, we... If you've been, like, listening to our podcast, we took a little break. We, we put out a mini-sode on New Year's Eve. And we... We released episode zero. We released episode zero last week. That was our anniversary episode. So between New Year's Eve and now, we've been off. So my little section of the show is me at, like, I want to know what you guys have been up to in January. You know, like, this episode's going to go live at the end of January. What have you guys been doing during our Super Nerd Pals hiatus? Uh, just preparing for year two. I mean, that's a lot of... Oh, get out of here. What are you? What is the fun stuff you've been oh, doing? The fun stuff? I want to hear about work stuff. Oh, Come on. Well, I mean... The, the, Nobody wants to hear this, about the behind-the-scenes stuff. But this this work is fun. I mean... All right. Uh, you know, we, we have a new logo. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, I would, did not engineer this section that showed uh, up to be, like, patting ourselves. And like, we, did a, we did a lot of brainstorming. And we, we, we bring you guys a great show. 
I want to know what oh. fucking books. I want to know what books you guys oh, are reading. Okay, right. I want to know about the comic books you're reading. I want to know what the games you're playing. All right, I want right. to know what kind of nerd shit you were getting up to in the past month. Okay, okay. Well, I'll start with Fallout Four. I'm still playing it, and I love that game. The hell, I'm still. I'm uh, I'm like 45 percent done with all the trophies, and I've been I'm taking my sweet time with it. You know, I'm still trolling around with Nick Valentine doing a uh, side quest. You know, I. Uh, I'm gonna be playing that for a long time, which is working detrimental to me because I, I, I have my queue is so high. Especially, you know, I'm I I am getting my Vita. I get um, I am getting my 3DS, and you know, Pokemon's coming out, and I have all these RPGs to play, and to, it's just it, the the list is growing larger and larger, but. Does it stress you out? It do, is. Do, it, you fi- do you feel it like yes, pressing down on yes. you? Like the weight of your the, the weight, the weight of like catching up. Are you year. like mighty Atlas? Yes. Like putting the, <laughs> putting the weight of your hold, backlog hold, on your back, and indeed. you're just like, I will suffer the the all the world's burdens. Put all the of games. All, all, all the Give games. me your JRPGs. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, I it, I I. It's because like I have. If a you're gonna be playing JRPGs, I can like I can recommend a fucking. Fuck ton of them. Oh hell yeah! I mean, I, I I need to play all the personas and like Shimigamis and like some Golden Sun and Sudoken Two and Chrono Trigger and Parasite Eve and Valkyrie. There's Profile. also like Hyper Dimension. That's right. Games. The There's Tales like games. Fucking tons of them. Tales games. I I have so much work laid in front of me to do, and I just don't. I, I don't luckily know. there's only one Tales game on the Vita. Yeah, well, I mean Tales of Hearts. Tales yeah, of Hearts. Tales of Hearts yeah. are. But, so, actually, that's been a lot of my break, just, like, make collating lists of, like, all these games <laughs> I have to play. It sounds boring, but I, I'm getting, I'm, like, actually, like, really excited for, like, getting my Vita and 3DS. Other than that, I've been watching a shit ton of anime. Um, so, I've, I watched Batum, uh, which is, like, Battle Royale, except with grenades only. Uh, which is pretty interesting. I, I, um, I give it like a four out of five bananas. Um, I, I recommend you check, you check it out. It's like a 2013 anime. Um, they left it off with a cliffhanger, but season two never happened, but it's on Hulu plus. So I, I recommend it. I watched Danganronpa, the animation, which is a lot of fun. It's a really weird, really quirky anime. And, um, I, I highly enjoy it. And, um... Uh, I started watching some of the winter 2016 anime. And here's a great time to plug in that he also watched a secret anime for our new podcast. Exactly. <laughs> anime is weird. Anime is weird. We're plugging it right now. Every Friday. Of well, the month. first Friday of the month. <laughs> every, every first every Friday. Every first Friday. February 5th. Every first Get, Friday. Every I'm first sorry, Friday. I got, I got so excited. It's okay. Not every Friday. That'd be crazy. Every so... Maybe maybe 2017 will will be maybe that legit two. season one. You mean year three? Year three. Well, year two for anime, anime is weird. weird. Season yeah. two. So, anime is weird. Season one, new episode every first Friday of the month for the next twelve months. Exactly. And then, uh, so our, the premiere for the episode will be February fifth, Friday. Um, so we watched a, a secret anime. We're not going to reveal it yet. We don't want to bear the lead, but uh, we'll. We'll provide a little Stay bit of... Stay tuned to the end of the show. Stay tuned. Don't fast forward. So, no. That's cheating. No, that's cheating. No I cheats. see you. No hacks. No god mode. I see you. Put that finger this away. Isn't, this isn't Final Fantasy VII on the PS4? No. <laughs> get get the shit out of here. But, uh, no limit break all day, okay? <laughs> Endless limit breaks. Yeah. Endless limit breaks. But, um, so, uh, get ready, because uh, I'm planning to start a 
anime blog on our website. So I've been watching some of the winter 2016 anime that are coming out. I'm really attached to um, The Prince of Stride. It's a sports anime about parkour, and it's awesome. <laughs> uh, and there's some other ones that I will review, but um, right now that's one of my favorites of this season. And uh, so yeah, that's pretty much it. So anime, some Fallout, and just getting ready, getting geared up for year two. And we're here. Hell yeah. How about you? I've been reading Walking Dead. These guys got to see me nerd out yesterday, picking up oh, issue man. 150 of The Walking Dead. He picked and, up five variants. It yeah, was I wonderful. picked up like every single variant that was on the shelf. I was like, this one, and this one, and this one. And it was fucking great. Um, I, I've been reading Robin War. Robin War is fucking amazing, but we'll talk about that later. And uh, what else? I've been playing uh, Star Wars. Star oh, Battlefront, right? Battlefront, yeah. yeah. I finally, finally got it. Finally started playing it. Pretty good. Um, due to a promotion, I pretty much got it for free. So I didn't feel bad buying the uh, season pass. Because mm. it's just about the same amount as the game. And yeah, that was pretty much it. Nice. What about you, Stan? Man, I'm. Let me tell you what I've been up to this month. I'll oh, tell Stan. you what. You've been so Stan, busy. Stan's. St- what Stan has done in the past month shits on everything me and Chris. Yeah, have. he he's le- legendary pro S ranked productive. Listen, productivity. When I was gearing up to to finish out my semester, my fall semester, and I was just itching. I was just like, let me out the gate. Let me out the gate. I have all these things on my list. I'm gonna get to them all. Watch. Just let me out. And as soon as I finished school for the for the semester and I got my grades back and I was all done, I was like, let's go. So I went and I platinum Fallout 4. I finally got all those stupid-ass people happy in my settlement. Like, fuck those guys. Man. I hate them. They're so fickle. So much. They, you know what? Like, you give them all the shit that they need. Give them, like, whatever. Like, I, build, I take all my time building them a nice bar or whatever. And then they're, like, 80% happy. And then I just start, like, shitting out, like, clinics all over the place. <laughs> and then that is what makes them happy. Like, they just want endless clinics. Everyone They just, want free healthcare. They want less food, less water, less power, less beds. They want more clinics. Like, what? No, no they want drugs. That's they, what want, they want. They want Obamacare. They want Obamacare. I, I have to take people off of working on crops. To be stand to stand at a clinic all day, facing a person who's at a clinic right across the street. Well, you know why like, they're so happy? That's Everyone's like on post- jet. No, because that. Oh my god, <laughs> that's like working retail is is fucking like growing crops and working on food, and then clinics is a nine to five desk job Monday through Friday. I guess that's, that's what that is. That's the difference. <laughs> Alright, so I, I platinum Fallout 4. I finally platinum Rocket League, which I've been working on on and off like this entire year, this past year. Speaking of Rocket League, we just found out that it had like the Mad Max Wasteland map. I, I you, you told me like just last month that we were freaking out about it. Yeah, the, the it's like Mad Max inspired. It's the DLC is two cars, and then you get a free you get a free map. You don't you don't have to pay Thunderdome. For, yeah, like basically the Wasteland arena is free. So you can download it now if you want, mm-hmm. and it's just it's a, it looks it's Thunderdome. It's desert and it's like a dome, and there's like spikes and, and all this stuff. It's and cool. your car can have mohawks, which yes. is awesome. Put a mohawk on your car. It just came out in November. I don't know how Listen, I I missed out on this. I mean, the same way that I missed out on November, the fucking m- amiibo me fighter. Oh, that's uh, right. 
the me amiibos. But you got that shit. Hell yeah. We'll talk about that soon, but yeah. yeah. So yeah, I got a Platinum Rocket League, which was fun. Um, what else did I do? I finished One Punch Man Season 1. Hell yeah, you did. That. And we that talked about it. Yeah. Uh, how'd you... Great. Finale, your thoughts? I thought when, it was when, great. When, I, yeah. I was like... I was really interested in the the last villain. I I, Boros, I really like seeing so Saitama have someone to fight that wasn't dead in one one shot. But you you could tell he was kind of holding back still, even mm. though like he was like he like numerous like normal punches. Consecutive <laughs> normal punches. Yeah, like, I'm like okay. I love how it ended, how it began. Like, he fights a villain, and, like, he explodes in one punch. And he's, like... And he just curses the heavens. Yeah. And, like, that was, like, the last shot. I just... I really, like... My favorite thing about One Punch Man is seeing these, like, hot shot villains. Like, talking all this shit. Like, da, 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 And then just seeing Saitama punch the shit out of them. And, and then they're, they're just seeing their reaction again, like... I mean, but this specific villain, like... He was searching for someone who could beat him. He was, like a dark mirror of Saitama, which I like, because he was, like... He's kind of, like... He's almost, like, perfect self, like, in the way that he was gonna kill everybody on Earth, but then it was just, like, what's next? You know, where are you gonna go after that, right? So, I just... It was really good. I... I can't wait to see more. What I really loved is how, like, the end of the series, like, gave more character development to, like, the other S-ranked heroes, like, Atomic Samurai and, um... Silver Fang? Silver Fang. Oh, Silver Fang is so boss. Silver Fang's badass. Yeah. Um, Dude, I was just saying, I totally thought Silver Fang died in episode 11, and I was so pissed. Man. What about, um, what's his name? Metal Bat? No, Puri 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 Prisoner. <laughs> with his black angel form. Oh. He, like, when he was thinking about the, the Sea King or whatever. And he ripped his shirt off. And he was just like, gotta do the dark angel thing, and I'm like, this guy is, like, insane. But when he ripped his shirt off, he started crying because his boyfriend made him that shirt. Oh. <laughs> he was just like, no, my boyfriend made me that. I, I loved how uh, he, he finds, like, all the other heroes that he loves, that they're all beaten up and and to a pulp and he gets really angry and gets supercharged with energy he's like you you destroy my bro- boyfriend's face I'll destroy you and then he like charges up and fights the sea king I just my, one of my favorite things about um, One Punch Man and especially towards at the end of the series was that you got and I feel like Dragon Ball could have totally taken a page out of, out of out of One Punch Man's book and learned from them and how they had they had everybody um, doing something you know, everyone had their own sort of thing to fight against. Like, you had the heroes on the ground who had their own, like, crazy villain to fight. Dude, right? that, that villain was so OP. And then, and then you had these, and then you had Genos and everybody else, and, and um, Tornado Woman. Oh, Green Tornado. Yeah, and they, they were doing something else, and then you had Saitama in the actual spaceship. So you had these different things going on all at once, and they all had their own challenges. Whereas, you know, in Dragon Ball Z... I, Fuck, I love Dragon Ball Z, right? It's, but just, it's Goku, just Goku. Goku and Cell, Goku and then everyone watches. staring down the guy, and the guy staring down Goku, and Vegeta's, like, pissed on, on the left, and, like, his <laughs> Gohan is like, I, mean, I can fight him, too. And, it's and like, Krillin's, like, off. shaking his boots. Yeah, and it's like, everyone's just standing on the sideline, just going, oh, right? But, like, in One Punch Man, everyone's got something to do, and everyone has their own, like, awesome moments. And I feel like in Resurrection F, they kind of made that a little bit better, where they, yeah. where they gave the lesser heroes, like, a chance to shine, but... I, re- I like that a lot about One Punch Man that they have these different tiers of heroes and they each have some their own kind of challenges, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, even, like, um, Bicycle Man. Oh, yeah, a Moomin Rider. Yeah, he's, like, a C-rank and he's got his own problems, right? Mm-hmm. Just, like, Saitama's got his own problems, just yeah. like Geno's. I-, I like that. I like that that that, uh, that episode with the Sea King. Um, 
that at the very end it shows that like very touching moment between Saitama and uh, Moomin Rider. Moomin Rider. Yeah, like he like riding together, and then um, Saitama's like um, he's like complimenting all the work that the C rank people do, but they never get credit for. And like Moomin Rider, like you know, just thanks him by buying him like a, like a bowl of ramen. It was like that was like really touching, and like just that entire seeking episode was so many feels because like Ruben Rider is just being being to a pulp, but he shows like that what it really means to be a hero. He's like the true heart and soul of a hero, and like Saitama represents like the ultimate in heroic ability. I'll tell you who I don't like. A my mask. I hate him. I don't know who that is. He's the A rank. The A rank number one. Yeah, yeah that's the, who the I pretty hate. the pretty boy who doesn't. The can't dude. Be- he pretty much says that he stays A-rank number one so that no shitty hero can surpass him. Yeah, and then he doesn't care about, like, god-level threats. He, he, just, he doesn't he, do anything. He, just, he, he doesn't. He just records, like, music videos or something. Yeah. And he, like, complains about everyone else. And then, and then, like, he shows up after the Boros incident occurs. And he's like, you destroyed the entire city. You guys suck. I'm pretty sure. Like, I don't know where the series is going, but I'm pretty sure they're setting him up to be the main like the 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 main villain of this because he they're like laying these seeds of to make the the viewer like hate this guy even before like Saitama's got any kind of interaction with him. Man, he's I'm, just a dick. Yeah, we don't really know what he does either. You yeah. know, so it's like I feel like I feel like him and Genos would be like the main their main or each other's rivals. Because yeah. I feel like I feel like he's not like being set up to be the main villain, but more of like the Tony Stark. Where he's like famous, but but like Tony Stark. That's why he's a hero. I mean, you, like, Tony Stark is likable. Yeah, my mask like is not. a likable dick, and then the mask guy isn't. And I think that's why primarily because there he's there's no redeeming qualities about this guy. So that's why I think they're setting him up to be like a villainous character later on. But well, we'll see what happens. One Punch Man was awesome. It was. Uh, um, speaking of One Punch Man, I that's another thing I did. I went to my comic book shop, Phantom Comics. And we had a One Punch Man book club. So we just we got together, watched uh, some an- watched the anime like the first three episodes. We just a, a whole bunch of like like ten or twelve of us just talk about One Punch Man for like an hour and a half. It was awesome. Yeah, I also read some books. I I read um, Welcome to Night Vale. Yeah, which is a really good book. Um, it's really funny. Um, you don't have to listen to to the podcast to to enjoy it. It's, but you should. It's yeah, you should. It's like Twin Peaks meets Twilight Zone, but like really funny, and. I also read the Ronda Rousey, um, Ronda Rousey autobiography, which I've been like reading every once in a while, and I finally managed to finish it. And it was, it's pretty good, like it's inspiring, and I feel like I relate to her on a lot of levels. So I think that was that was good. And um, she loses a lot, like in what she's like in judo and whatever, like coming up, and you see like all the hardships and all the setbacks, and like when the time when the book was written she was undefeated right and then it makes references to that in the book later on and so reading it in the ufc puts it kind of into perspective how like everyone's like oh she was like the best and got like well no but she's a person she's lost a lot you know before before she came into mma you know she had like a lot of setbacks and she had a lot of hardships and so like this is just another stepping stone and i feel like she's gonna come back and like kick people's asses just like rocky yeah, there you go. And, I, and so it was a good read, um, and yeah, I was just I, oh. I finished um The Last of Us finally. Yeah. I beat that, and I liked it a lot. I feel like there's a lot of problems with it, honestly. Um, the writing is like incredible. It's like one of the best stories in a, in a game, but there's too there's too much stuff going on in the in the game that feels too gamey. 
Like you're you're walking through this area and then you see all these waist high like ledges and like and like barrels and like wall and like I there's obviously gonna be a firefight here and I'm gonna be like hiding be- behind these <laughs> these little walls and and sure enough later in the chapter you know something happens and the base that you're in gets invaded and you have to fight in that those same areas I just walked by it's like I obviously and then every new chapter you go and then it's like we gotta get to that structure way over there. And you constantly see in the distance, like, whatever building or bridge or radio tower or whatever that you have to get through. And the whole chapter is you, like, weaving through buildings or streets or tunnels, getting towards that. And then you get closer and closer and closer. And then you finish the chapter there. So, there's, like, a lot of repetition that I feel like if, if and I think they are going to do a sequel, yeah. that they should fix and, like, change it up. But other than that, like, the characters are really cool. The dialogue's awesome. The story is good. Do you feel? Do you feel it would have been a better game if it followed the same kind of patterns as uh, Uncharted? Uncharted's like really, because even Uncharted falls into those patterns where you're like you go into these areas and you get a fucking ambushed by like thousands of dudes and you're just like gunning dudes down and there's this climbing area and there's like this big set piece moment. So it might be just a Naughty Dog thing. I don't know. I like the slower, more methodical pace of. The Last of Us, it's it feels more grounded than Uncharted. Uncharted feels like a fun popcorn movie, and then Last of Us felt like almost like a Walking Dead, which I it's a better Walking Dead than the Walking Dead TV show, like to, to like play through. And I feel like it would be great as like a series, like if every chapter was its own episode. I feel like it'd be an awesome like Netflix series or something. But um, I tried playing it on the PS3, and I couldn't get into it. But I think playing through Metal Gear Solid Five actually made me more prepared to play through Last of Us because when I was playing Last of Us on PS3, the only time I've ever played a stealth game was really the Metal Gear series. And before Five, if you got caught in Metal Gear Solid Five, it was like I mean, just Metal Gear Solid is like fuck it, restart the game because it it ranks you on alerts and whatever. And so it was like every time you got seen, it was like restart, restart. So I was playing Last of Us in the same way because you would be sneaking in these areas and there'd be dudes and every time I would fuck up so easily right someone would see me and I'd be like fucking restart 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 and I got tired of it I'm like I'm bored I hate this game I stopped playing it then I played Metal Gear Solid 5 and it's like you're sneaking you're sneaking you're doing well then you get seen and but that's still fun you know getting caught is fun because you get to like murder everybody and like (laughs) do whatever the fuck you want just like that happens so many times so then (laughs) I started playing Last of Us with the same mindset where I was like I'm gonna try to be stealthy but if it fucks up, fuck it. I'm gonna, yeah. I'm just, just gonna, go ham. I'm gonna go wild, and I did, and it was a lot of fun because it would be like, like, oh, I only have this much um, ammo. I only only have like these items. Like, how can I? Like, I've been seen. What's next? So now it's like I'm gonna throw a bottle this way. I'm gonna sneak around. I'm gonna stab a dude in the neck. I'm gonna throw. <laughs> I'm gonna throw. Um, I'm gonna throw a fucking Molotov over here. I'm gonna climb these stairs. I'm gonna jump down. I'll shoot a guy in the head. And it was crazy. And like all this shit, like a guy would grab me. And like, oh shit! Ellie would jump out, stab him in the back. I'm like, this is fucking crazy. This is awesome. <laughs> I love this. I love getting caught more than I love sneaking around. <laughs> so it's it's good if you play with that mindset. See, mm-hmm. all right. So I paid the sixty dollars when this game first came out on PS3, and I dropped it day of. Like I stopped playing it day of. Yeah, it, because. Much me too. Because apparently there was an issue with certain copies of the game where, like, it was having loading issues. Mm. So, like, the uh, it would be the start menu. You would start the game. There would be a uh, 
a loading screen, and I shit you not, like this loading screen took 45 minutes to load the oh game. My God. And by the time oh. the game was loaded, I did not want to play it anymore. And I was just like, fuck it, dropped it completely. I got it free for my PS4, because that the, was the, the bundle I got it The with. remastered edition, right? Yeah. yeah, that's what I got it bundled with, and I still haven't played it. Really? Yeah, so like, I've, that's, I didn't have the loading issues, but I got it when it came out for PS3, and I couldn't get into it for the reason I stated. And then I got the remastered version for the PS4, and yeah, you, if you're going to play it again, play with the Metal Gear Solid Five mindset, and I, I promise you it'll be fun. It's just like you get those little like gamey things that pop up because you know it's a, it's a video game. It takes you out of the immersion of the storyline, but the story is so good, and the, and like the the fighting is is it's a lot more brutal than Uncharted, and I like it because of that. So I I recommend. Well, it's also like a very darker story than Uncharted. Yeah, so it's like it feels appropriately more brutal, and so if you if you play with the mindset that getting caught is fine, you just gotta get caught kind of smart. It's a lot of fun, and it's a lot. Of, it's a lot because these things happen like that you won't, that you wouldn't necessarily expect happening. So it's it's good, and I recommend it. Awesome. Oh, one last thing. Um, I want to plug. Um, I forgot. To, I'm sorry. I just think it's just popping to my head. Uh, there's this really cool new um community slash company that I, I got introduced to uh, like uh, a week and a half ago. It's called Studio Cosplay. And uh, I got to attend an open house with them on a Saturday. So Studio Cosplay is a company that's uh, designed by cosplayers for cosplayers. And they, they're Kickstarter funded. And basically they bought out this office in Silver Spring, Maryland. And they converted to this all you, the, your one-stop shop for all cosplay needs. Like they have sewing machines, uh, soldering irons, and like sewing kits and like they have like two 3d printers so you, you can like go in bringing your own materials and, you, and someone brought in like some like 3d printing fibers and they printed it out like a batarang and it's like holy shit so that's amazing it's so cool and um they have like a photo studio and in the back they have a um like a fumigation room so you can spray paint stuff and they have a special vent which sucks up all the fumes so you don't get like noxious, noxious from uh, spray painting your armor or whatever. And they're gonna do sewing classes and like armor making classes. So it is literally like five to ten minutes away from my from my apartment. So like I'm gonna spend my Saturdays just like stepping up my cosplay game because I, I want to get I want to learn how to sew because I I, can't, I I tried and I broke a couple of machines <laughs> back in the day. So that kind of I kind of have like traumatic memories about that. But uh, I'm gonna start cosplay now so thank you studio cosplay check them out on studio cosplay uh, studiocosplay.org you can sign up for memberships and the memberships will give you access to all their awesome classes and their resources they're open 24 7 so if you're like that's it, amazing yeah, exactly so if you're if you're rushing to a con and you need to finish a costume the night before they when you're a member you type in a code uh and you you unlock the door and you can just work like like 24 hours straight and all you have to do is just turn off the lights and leave. And it's, nice. re- it's really cool. Sure. Drop, drop the link in the show notes. Yeah, I will. Cool. So, 3D uh, print me a horn. I will. A a big boss horn. Uh, yeah, well, <laughs> we should do that. Yeah. Yo, I'll, I'll, I'll make your costume and you could be Saberwolf. 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 <laughs> all right. All right. And speaking of Saberwolf, we can actually understand where the inside joke comes <laughs> from. So, Andy. Uh, so, SMP Weekend. 
This uh this weekend was SMP weekend and Chris is here in New York again. Hell yeah, we're and recording we're live recording together. together. Yeah. Again. Celebrating the awesome. one year. Celebrating year two. Year two. Hell yeah. Episode one. Episode forty seven. We had a lot of fun. We took Chris to uh, Nintendo World, which he's never been to. Oh man, that was that was amazing. Like I I don't know how long has that has that store been around? Like long time. Uh, it used to be Pokemon Center. Like oh. I'm gonna say like a good 15 years, maybe Jeez. more. I I can't. I mean, I, I visited New York City like a couple times, and you know, back in the day. But um, you know, I guess I was just being an Uber tourist because I would go to like Toys R Us or M M&M and M Factory or um, FAO Schwartz, but I never showed up at a Pokemon Center. If that was the case, but wow, that was awesome. Just like I just it was just so overwhelmed. Like Nintendo's and Amiibos and. Mewtwo's everywhere, and I was like Mewtwo, and I took I took a photo <laughs> of myself with like every single Mewtwo plushie and well, amiibo they had. It was great. it's good that you took photos of what it is now, because the next time you come back to New York, it's not going to be the same. Yeah, because they're, they're remodeling. Exactly. Uh, we were talking about this before, like when we were planning out this weekend. I, I sent you a guys like an article. I, I guess you already knew about it before, but I did it. It was like. Uh, they were doing renovations like like two or three days after today, and it's like holy shit, you know, uh, this is the perfect time to to come here. And it's, uh, the space is great. Um, it was really sparkling. It was like a utopia for Nintendo. They From had... what the guy was explaining to me, uh, they're gonna keep the same amount of space, so the building is gonna be the same size, but it's somehow gonna seem a lot bigger. Hmm. That's crazy. So and they're gonna convert half of it into a Pokemon I'm, I'm center, right? I'm very curious on how they're gonna do that. Yeah, I think the idea is to create like the top half as the Pokemon Center again, and the bottom half as Nintendo World. So are they are they gonna rec- are they gonna replicate the experience in Japan? Because they already have those Pokemon centers over there. I mean, I'm not sure. Mm. We also got the news recently that Nintendo wants to open up a chain of stores, yeah, like just the like Apple. Store. Yeah, Stan, you you were kind of. Set against it, right? I only want it to be us. I don't oh. want to have a Nintendo store. <laughs> it was ours first. I mean, that's that seems what they're going for, considering that they're changing the name from Nintendo World to Nintendo New York. Yeah, oh. yeah. So it's like that makes sense. It makes sense that they they would do something like Nintendo Chicago, Nintendo Los Angeles, right? But like, mm-hmm. I don't want it. You don't want us. But but how about this? If they do. A Nintendo whatever in each part of the country, we could take an SMP road trip. That's true. To every Nintendo World. And you know what location. I can do at those locations? Get all the amiibos. No, I can go with my Pokemon Go. Oh and hell yeah! Catch all the oh, exclusive dude. legendaries. We, we'll just stop. That take that trip will take the entire month because we'll just stop like every mile, just trying to find a rare Pokemon that what pops up on the road. What if that's their thing? And then like every Nintendo store has like its own like. Dude, legendary. I will travel the fucking world just for that. Um. Yeah, I that I think it's totally it's all part of Nintendo's master plan. They they my yeah. my favorite part of Nintendo World is always not necessarily the merchandise, which they they usually have some really good stuff. It's like usually like amiibo you can't find anywhere else, or you know, cool T-shirt like Super Nintendo or Nintendo sixty four T-shirts, which like, feel fucking amazing. They feel really nice. Yeah. Speaking of amiibo, what did you get? I got the Mii Fighters. Hell yeah! Hell yeah! It was. Great. I didn't even know they were fucking out. And then Chris was like, yeah, I saw them downstairs. And I was like, nah. nah. <laughs> and then I saw them on the wall, and I was like, what the fuck? And just, yeah. I totally needed it. Stan, you were oogling that uh, that sexy Shovel Knight amiibo yeah. on the Mewtwo. Those were cool. Yeah. You'll get, those, those will be, there's, there's been so many Mewtwo's yeah, around. So. Maybe I'll get them. But yeah. Yeah. 
My, um, favorite, my favorite part's always the museum pieces that they that they bring oh, out. Yeah. Like like this time it was the um, Super Mario like 30th anniversary or something, and they had all the original. No, it was uh, for Woolly World. No, it was Woolly World, and it was also Super Mario Maker for the. Yeah, Mario. they had like the original uh, artwork. I didn't, I didn't know that that was for Mario Maker. I thought it was just all because Woolly World, but. That yeah, they had, they had, like, the original sketches of, like, the Super Mario Brothers for the NES, like, the title screen, like, the original sketch of the title screen. And, and like, like some the first stage. Yeah, some of, like, the, the level they design. Had concept art. And, yeah, they had the concept art, like, sketches, and they had, like, um, a image of, like, a, des- a level designed by Miyamoto for New Super Mario Brothers, like, at the end. And then, like, like literally, like, placed around the images were, like you know, an NES with Super Mario Bros. 3, and he had, like, old Nintendo powers and, like, lots of cool stuff like that. And, like, they, they usually do this for other things, too. Like, there was one for Legend of Zelda. There was one for Pokemon. Really? Yeah. Dude. And then they have... Sometimes they replace it with the Woolly World um, diorama. Yeah. But they usually have, like, old... Like, the old consoles. They have, like, that Game Boy that was damaged, like, in the, in the Gulf, Gulf World, War. that still that works. Still really? Yeah. yeah. I did not know They have, like, these little pieces. They, they, they rotate them, so you always... I, I assume it's because you always have a reason to come back. I'm <laughs> guessing something new to I'm see. guessing after the renovation, it'll be Pokemon again because of the 20th anniversary. Yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Cool. Um, and then you got the drop of the new 3DS. Yeah. For, uh, for Pokemon, so. 22nd. And Bayonetta 2. <laughs> Standalone release. But yeah, we also took Chris to our local comic shops. Uh, Forbidden Planet. Forbidden Planet and St. Mark's Comics. Uh, we also got to take him to uh, Video Games in New York. Wow, that's dope. And you guys went to Toy Tokyo today. Yo, yeah, Toy Tokyo, Tokyo is dope. Yeah. Oh my god. Did you go downstairs and see that yeah, pop collection? They had the craziest pop collection down there. They had they had some really good pops. They had um Golden Frieza for sale and they had um what else? They had, they had that big Godzilla that I was mm-hmm. looking for. Comic-Con. They had like a whole bunch of Astro Boy pops which yeah, I had no idea. Yeah, about. I didn't know those existed. There's like a whole bunch of Astro Boy. They had um Blackjack yeah, Blackjack. They had they had him. They had um the doctor. They had a mini Pacquiao mm. pop. Yeah, they, they had, like they had two of them. I was like, this is my people. This is my man, Pac Man. And great. my favorite part was the the glass case of the not for sale pops. The, the super rare like personal collection. They had like Planet Aralia, Vegeta with the with the weird coloring. He's got the red hair and it's, and like it's impossible to find. It's like four dollars or something on the internet. And I just had it right there in the case. And like we're, boy, pl- we're planning a heist. Yeah, like boy, if you're gonna like want to steal something, like <laughs> maybe like the Funko Pop heist. Yeah, they had a Sonic Amiibo, which is apparently really rare. Amiibo. Oh, I'm sorry, not Amiibo. Pop, the pop figure. Yeah, pop. the Sonic, yeah. the Sonic, the Hedgehog pop figure. Like those are really hard to find. They had them right there. You know, it's funny, a friend was telling me that he passed up on one in a Toys R Us one time, and then he found out how much it was worth, and he immediately regretted it. Yeah, because for some reason, the Sonic one is just, like, impossible to find. Yeah. They had a bunch of, like, Halo ones that I didn't even know existed either. I didn't, I didn't know. Oh, that dude, that was, there was, there was, like, a red Spartan and, like, a green one. And they there had, was, like, like a Cortana. Blue one. Oh, jeez. Um, but I think out of, like, I think out of all the stores we went to, like... Toy Tokyo, uh, Toy Tokyo was my favorite. Like I was, I was just so overwhelmed. I was just a little kid again. There were so many cool toys. Like, like there was an entire glass case of Star Wars, and they had like, like my t- they had like a, a mini Degenropa Monokuma figurine, and they had two Mad Max um, toy things. Like one of them was Lord Humongous, and the other one was Wes from Mad Max Two: The Road Warrior. I was freaking out. And uh, me and Stan were geeking out over like the, a couple of the Metal Gear Solid 
That's some good. really good Metal oh, Gear like, like Solid Snake and Big Boss statues. I haven't seen those. They're really cool. There's, There's this one where Big Boss is or, uh, is riding a Quidditch broom. <laughs> it's like this is awesome. And like Harry Harry's standing behind him like this. Like they have <laughs> Harry Potter figure just like like face palming like Big Boss just like <laughs> on the broom and it was really cool. And they had like um they had a lot of cool like alien like figures and like oh man alien like forget oh, about it. and the, the Predator. Yeah, we they took, had we, this. We had, awesome ass predator figure that was like dark horse like predator issue one coloring so he had like blue armor and like he just looked like he stepped out of a comic book and it came with like a reprint of the first issue of the predator comic book and i was like oh i gotta oh, I and the box so the box art or like the the cover of the box is just in itself it was it's a, it's a work of art Oh my god! Like the, the the cover was printed on the front. It was this really glossy, beautiful printout, and, and the inside flap they had like they had like the comic book frames and oh man, it was man. so cool. We, the, the temptation was so real. I I was so close to buying that predator because it was just so beautifully like painted. It just looked really. It like popped like it just stepped out of a comic book. It was so cool looking and. There was, it was like... You and none of you guys took a picture of it? Well, we took photos. Yeah. yeah Chris, Chris definitely some, needed to yeah, we'll, we'll, this will really be cool. This will be in the show notes. We'll, we'll, we'll link it up to the Facebook group. And we'll just put... Yeah, like, make an album, album of yeah, like, album. our Super Nerd Pals like, weekend or yeah. whatever. And yeah, they just had like so much cool stuff there. And it was it was great to like I haven't been there in years and they just they the the store space looks different and looks cleaner than I than I remember it and spacious and everything is organized really nicely and you get to see all the all the cool stuff and well back then it was like very not like known yeah it was, it was like a small little it was space. a very like unknown shop uh, I know for a while when I found out that they had a downstairs I was like fucking mind blown because I never knew that that existed. And then uh, they turned it into that entire pop collection, which is fucking amazing. Yeah, and that store is really good. If you're ever in New York, if you're listening and you're ever in New York, definitely hit up Toy Tokyo. Definitely, it's like two blocks away from St. Mark's. Yeah, definitely hit up Video Games New York for sure. Cause Video that, Games New York was awesome. I love that store so much. It's got, it has like old Nintendo powers in plastic that you can buy. It has like all these old, like from, you know, Nintendo... Um, Super Nintendo, Nintendo 64, PS1, Sega CD, Sega Saturn. They have tons of Japanese imports. And even like current games. Yeah. Even if you want current games, they have it. Yeah, and they have like joystick parts if you want to build yourself a fight stick. And and there's just like, I picked up um, Top Gun for the NES, which I've been looking for forever. And they had it for five bucks. And Star Wars Shadows of the Empire for the N64. And did you buy uh, the NES game cases? I was going to, but I decided to pass up on it. Because they had a bunch. So I could always just come back and get them, but... I just I love show I like coming back to that store because they they usually have different things every time you go you know they have like the mainstays but sometimes you go in there and you see like like Top Gun like they didn't have that last time they had like a really pristine copy of it yeah at first then picked up like this really beat up copy but it was it's only five bucks so yeah. and I went back to the shelf and I looked and I found a, a, like a really clean one for for the same price and I was like hell yeah and I pick up Top Gun. And that's that's the that's the magic of just finding just going to these old school stores, you know, like the, the just the the journey of like searching for that one hidden gem. And some guy so literally fun. told Chris that this is the best game store in the fucking world. I, I believed it. I, I believed believe it. it. It's it's. I mean, they have a cop like a PS2 or PS3 signed by Kojima. Yeah, how they, awesome is that? They have a an original like DS signed by Miyamoto. They have like the chainsaw controller the for cha- Resident Evil. They also have power our... glove. Uh, Mega Man 2 signed by KG and Fune. Yeah, they have a lot. Of, it's it's like 
half like retro store, half like museum, almost <laughs> like just to see all. I this feel stuff. like I feel like if Nintendo World didn't have the Gulf War uh, Game Boy, uh, the Game Boy from the Gulf War, I feel like they would have it. Yeah, makes a lot of sense. Like, who who the fuck else would? We also went to Barcade. Barcade was so much fun. Oh man, we 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 played um, Alien Three. It's called Alien Three: The Gun. The gun. <laughs> That's literally a subtitle, The Gun. <laughs> oh man, and it's it's like it looks like sixteen bit graphics, like something you'd see on like a Super Nintendo or whatever. And then you have like these giant like guns, that like just, the Kelowna like, Space Marine rifle. They like oh, vibrate, and you're just like shooting xenomorphs. You press the trigger, like, shoots like giant grenade. I like mines. immediately took like this stance where my legs like, were wide apart, and I had like my 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 left hand like underneath the barrel of the well, gun. And you got like, You got to do that. The recoil is so strong. I was like, and I was like, we must do this for. Earth and America, <laughs> like, and there's like just so many aliens and like eggs and face like huggers face huggers and, and like the, androids. The boss of the first level is super face hugger. And it's just like a giant face hugger. It's crazy. You get like you used to get like flamethrowers, and I was like, flame time, shh. Dude, Stan was killing on kills. Like the first stage, he got like fifty seven. I got like, like killed like fifty seven aliens. The flamethrower is so op. They also had like speed racer, and it, we didn't. Get, I didn't get to play it, but it, it was like. It was the the with the right, wheel yeah. and everything. That was really cool. I played that the last time I was there. They had like Batman Forever, which Dude. I, I didn't even know that was an arcade like machine. Dude, that game is m- crazy awesome. Like, um, just it, like it, like it rains down power ups on you. So like every single second, you get like a batarang or a bola, and then if you collect enough special, you do this crazy move that I wish happened in the comics where like basically Batman and Robin they like spread out their wings and you know how Colossus like does like and like just energy beam happens in the X-Men arcade game that's what happens with Batman and Robin they just unleash this giant energy wave and it kills everything on the screen and it's so badass that's fucking amazing yeah it was it was like a spectacle to watch and they you know they have a lot of like the things you'd expect, like they had Street Fighter two and three, and they had um Mortal Kombat, Mortal Kombat two and three, and they had Killer Instinct, Killer which Instinct. I've never played before. I don't know oh, if you've man. ever. Played it's a lot. Series. It's a lot like Primal Rage. The you... first time I played it was at Barcade. Yeah, I've much. never played. I've obviously I've heard of it, but I've never played it. And, and that's it's like Sabre Wolf. Sabre Wolf. Well, like, as soon as I saw it, I was like, all right. You're listening, and I know what you're thinking. I know it says Saber Wolf. I know S A B R E is Saber, okay? But still, it's more fun to say no, Saber no, Wolf. No, Stan, we are professionals, remember? we are, Our opinion is law. Well, <laughs> then again, both of you guys are probably drunk. We and, were standing. Uh, listen, man, I was, <laughs> I, I'm not lying to you. I was standing in that packed ass bar at the machine just yelling Sabre Wolf over and over yeah. again as I was attacking it was Chris. a lot of and I was just like hitting and he, there's like some moves where, where it's like a werewolf some moves he like bites some moves some moves he like has claws and he's just like scratches so, yeah. and I was just like hitting the butt like Sabre Wolf Yo, dude it worked <laughs> like in the dude party. Stan handed me my ass it was crazy I was playing Riptor like this giant oversized raptor I got owned so quickly oh my gosh I was just like possessed by the spirit of Sabre Wolf that's like my yeah. spirit animal yeah. I was like Sabre dude, Wolf dude that, that's your persona <laughs> yeah like seriously it was like it was great we also played Sim- the Simpsons yeah. arcade game which oh, was four of us it was it was it was um you, me, Kirstie, and Ryan went to Barcade, and and you know Ryan's friend of the show. She's been on. She was on the Star Wars episode. She was on the Halloween episode. And Jessica so, Jones episode as well. Yeah, she came out to like to celebrate 
the year and the beginning of year two with us and like thank you ryan if you're listening for coming out you're so awesome and hanging out with us and like getting dinner with us and everything which which was an awesome time and yeah the four of us we played simpsons and it was it was weird it was was funny and they had other games that we didn't get to that we didn't get to like turtles in time yeah um but well, place. that's for next time. Yeah, it's for next time. That place was. We awesome. also played Mortal Kombat, dude. You handed my ass with uh, Sub Zero, but then I came back with you know, King. You know why? Because I had no idea what I was doing. <laughs> but then I leaned in and I squinted real hard at the arcade cabin, and I saw they had like the combo moves in there. So as soon as I learned how to freeze you, it was over. I was <laughs> like, that's it. That's all I'm doing. But then it was Liu Kang and it did, like the dragon. Then kick. we played Tekken and you kicked my ass. Oh with yeah, Law. with Law, yo, Bruce Lee. What? But I was king though. King so, was, know, dude, was the like, super suplexes. Oh my gosh! It was like almost as intense as Cyber Wolf, and I was, yeah. king. I was just like, <laughs> I am king, and I was just like suplexing him left and right. It was like, oh, oh man. Stan gets really into games. I love it. It's great. It's like, go to it. Visit it. Barcade. <laughs> we were just doing fucking everything on Saint Mark's. Yeah, Saint Mark. Dude, this is my first time at Saint Mark's. It was. That was basically, we gave you the nerd tour of New York. That's, like, all the places that we, we go to, usually. It's like, like, on the daily. Yeah. yeah, that's those were our spots, so. Now now you're part of our, like, culture. Yeah. One day. One day I'm going to live here, and then we're just going to go, like, each weekend. So if you're listening, that, that was your little, like, tour guide. If you want to ever come to New York and, like, visit, like, the best spots. The that, hidden gems. Yeah. Yeah. In our personal uh, opinions. <laughs> Anyway, on the next topic, we're going to talk about comic book crossover slash events. events. There's a ton of them. Um, so I wanted to talk a little bit about Robin War because that's what I've been reading and I kind of started uh, last season off on it. I'm not going to go too much into it because I, I haven't read the last book yet, but um, Robin War is fucking, oh my god, it crushed beyond my expectations of what this book is. And I had no idea that it was going to be, like, so involved with the Court of Owls and so involved with Damien and Red Hood. And I, I just thought that they were going to be, like, side characters. Nope. Everyone's a fucking main character, along with the main cast of We Are Robin. And it's just amazing. Um, the art style follows uh, whatever book it goes through, which I really like because I love the art style for Grayson. And that's where the first issue picked up was Grayson. And then uh, it goes on to the We Are Robin art style, uh, into the uh, Robin, son of Batman. Is that the Damien one? I think yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then um, back into the Grayson, and then it concludes on its own kind of thing. But it's amazing. I highly recommend it. So how does Robin War affect the greater status quo after... Um, uh, well, like, well, uh, they, I mean, there's a pretty. I assume there's some pretty monumental stuff that happens. Yeah, uh, a lot of the cast for We Are Robin die. Oh shit! A lot of like main cast die. Um, also, uh, Damien, Damien, Red Hood, Red Robin, and Dick all agree that they're gonna train the Robins. Oh, really? Like, so, officially, once Robin War comes back, I wanna see how that's gonna affect Robin War. I mean, We Are Robin, because they're gonna be trained by actual Robins. And what I really like about We Are Robin is um, each one of them, like, Arsenal, um, not Arsenal, Red Hood, uh, Damien, Red Robin, Dick Grayson, they all pick a specific Robin that they want to personally train. Okay. So they each personally train a Robin. 
That sounds so dope. Yeah. And they all, they pretty much like disperse the rest of uh, the cast of We Are Robin and only take their picks to fight, um, to fight the Court of Owls. And Damien. Damien's like the leader of the Court of yeah, Owls now. Yeah, and last, last issue that I read, uh, Damien was like leader of Court of Owls. Which is so messed up. Yeah, so <laughs> I, I want to see how that shit goes down. What I, I'm excited about, um, you know, I, I saw like some couple news pieces that um, uh, Bruce Wayne Batman is ready to come back as Batman. Uh, so I want to see how all this Robin crazy fallout. Well, yeah, that's another thing. They uh, they encounter Jim, and I I briefly talked about this. They encounter Jim, and like Dick teams up with Jim as Batman and Robin, and I think that's fucking amazing. Did it only last for an issue? Yeah, it only lasted for like an issue and a half. So that's, a, that's an awesome new dynamic. You yeah, know, that's, was... that's why I love. They they're always playing with like combinations and tweaking out like the classic. Ben and Robin's team. It's something you've never seen before. It, it was, was also great. really good because, like, Jim and Dick, they were, like, talking about how they never in their life thought this was going to happen and, like, how they never, um, how, like, um, Jim always knew who Robin was, but he refused to believe that Bruce was so naive to bring a child into this type of lifestyle. But then, like, he realized that he was pretty much using this lifestyle to like show show dick the the good in the world and whatnot and i think it was really good it was really nice awesome but yeah cool so uh you know bananas uh i can't read it yet i didn't read the last issue that's right i'm sorry yeah i didn't read it yet i picked it up but did not read it that's right but yeah two other events that were happening that are pretty much over though is vader down and Secret Wars. Finally. 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 Yeah, so I'll just talk about Vader, Vader down really quick. And um, it was an all right, all told, it was an all right um, event, but it had problems that I think are indicative of the larger Star Wars ongoings right now where you know that nothing's really going to happen because the things that really happen happen in the movies themselves. So you're never going to see any payoff between Luke and Vader because it happens in the movies. You're never going to see any kind of emotional payoff in that in that regard. And so it's constantly teasing you for something that doesn't really happen in the comics, which is really frustrating. Um, and and for that reason, Vader down doesn't really... It ends really, like, weekly. And they don't really do anything, you know? Like, it's really just Vader, and he says some he says some cool stuff, he does some cool stuff. And the heroes do some cool things, but nothing of substance really happens. Well, because they're locked into the canon. Like, yeah. yeah. And, but the thing is, is that they brought up one of the main reasons that Luke is, like, walking around the planet is because there's supposedly a Jedi temple on that planet. Mm-hmm. And that becomes, like, so unimportant later. They, like, they never they never came to, back he to go, that plot He point? goes, they, at the end, they go to the temple for maybe, like, a page or two. You know, and you think that he's going there to like learn about the Jedi, and some some big like character thing is going to happen, and it doesn't happen, and so like that's a disappointment. Yeah, and so I was using Vader down to gauge like which one I'd keep following, and I think like I'm going to keep following Star Wars because Star Wars is it's Star Wars. You know what I'm saying? You can't like not follow Star Wars if you're a Star Wars fan. I feel, and I think I'm going to stop following Vader, especially because. Poe Dameron starting mm-hmm. and I feel like it's it's I will have Star Wars which will be 
um, original trilogy era, and then I'll have Poe Dameron, which is like the new era, you know. And I think Vader is cool, but at the same time, it's like, well, if I'm not gonna get any real payoff from the Vader story in the comics, at least if I'm following the Star Wars comics, I'll have a little bit of every character. I'll have Luke, I'll have Han, I'll have some Leia, I'll have some Vader too, and that'll give me my Star Wars fix, comics wise. And I just, I'm kind of just collecting it, honestly, because I just want to have the whole run of Star Wars. Because I know the the run from the 70s, like, that, you know, if you have those comics, they're worth something. And I think that one day the, these Star Wars comics will probably be, like... Especially that it's the first Marvel Star Wars in, like, years. Yeah, it's it's only volume two of the yeah. Marvel Star Wars. So it's, like, you know, I'm following it because I love Star Wars, but also it'd be pretty cool to have the complete like run of star wars so that's also why i'm still following it but i'm honestly in terms of story wise i'm more interested in what's going on in obi-wan and anakin and um poe dameron which is going to come out soon so i want to give a special shout out to star wars rebels though oh yeah the bringing new, the back new darth maul the and teasing the 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 they're triple teasing bladed the, uh, lightsaber yeah, the tri-saber uh which everyone seems to be butthurt that like that it's not, that it's not like uh, the red one, uh, Kylo's. But hmm. um, they've always stated from like the beginning these were the original types of lightsabers out there, and like it's kind of how they were. Um, I think it's cool because it, I feel like Rebels is kind of linking both the prequels, the new ones, and the original trilogy all in one because it's it's the bridge between the prequels and the original trilogy, but it's also linking into the Force Awakens now. Yeah. And it's also bringing back shit from the from the Clone Wars, like Ahsoka and now Maul, you know. And just by itself, it's like a really strongly written, really well done show. Yeah, I started watching it and I think it's it's really interesting. Oh my god, I saw one clip from that show and it was like when uh, when the main cast run into Vader for the first time. And it is the scariest shit ever. <laughs> because not only did they get, uh, what's his name, uh... Jones, oh my god, what's his name? The dude that voices Vader, James Earl James Jones. Jones. There we go. Uh, they the got concept. him to voice Vader, and oh, like, man. I don't know. They just they just kind of like, they like move the camera from like the characters to this corridor that's like dark as fuck, and all you see is like Vader open his lightsaber, and I'm like, oh shit's going down. <laughs> but that's all I got to see. So. It's good. I, re- I recommend you watch it. Um, I think it gets better later on when they start introducing more like the stuff from like Clone Wars, like the Soga comes back and stuff like that. And but so far, so good. I like it, and I and I hear that it's it's great. So, yeah. I just want Darth Maul everywhere. Anyway, uh, wait. We also have. Well, yeah. I was just gonna. I was just gonna say. Okay, I'm just, I'm making sure. I was moving on. Talk about it's, it's important. Secret Wars finally fucking finished. Secret Wars is done. So what, Did you read it? What was like six yeah, or seven it. months in the making? I didn't fucking read it. I didn't read it. I was reading all the, the Secret Wars tie-ins like Old Man Logan You didn't Thor. read Secret Wars? I didn't pick it up that day. Oh, but you read the other issues? Did I read, you read the, the other first issue. eight? Yeah. Okay. I just didn't read nine yet because... I'm not, uh, not going to spoil anything because... Robin Wars comes first. <laughs> right. I'm not going to give any big spoilers, but um, it's I, it was good. I liked it. I liked it a lot, and I think it did some cool stuff. But I, I feel like my problem is they released all the books before it ended, right? So the, we kind of we the knew universe who was surviving. Yeah, 
Um, it does explain what what became of the Fantastic Four since you don't really see them, and you know. I don't fucking care about them. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. It's like it's it kind of ends up issue nine kind of ends up being like the last Fantastic Four story rather than the Marvel U kind of thing. Who needs Fantastic Four? All you need is Doom. Yeah, it's it ends up being like um spoilers if you haven't read it yet but the final battle is basically between reed and doom and they're like fighting in like the core of the planet or whatever and you know it's 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 cool i mean listen i, I really like secret wars and i i don't know how i feel about it being delayed so much but i i did like what they were doing and i did like the the game of thrones style feel to it but at the same time it's like I you know I don't know I don't really. It's know. funny because I remember last year, uh, last year on our podcast we were talking about how we totally wanted to, to follow Secret Wars over Convergence because they happen at the same time, and Convergence finished like months and on months time, ago. Yeah. and then this delayed for like six months, and then yeah. they added extra issue. They added an extra issue. Yeah, and then they added an extra issue that was like random as fuck. One issue says like. Four of eight, and then the next one said like five of nine, and I was like, "Wait, did they misprint this?" Yeah, it was. Yeah, um, I think it's it's a really cool Doctor Doom story, which is why I, I do really like Secret Wars. I feel like there's there should have been more, you know. Like I I don't know how they could have done more, you know, but I wanted to see more of what the six sixteen heroes were doing, you know, the life raft heroes, and you don't really get a, a big sense of that. And you, I feel like largely they're. They have, like, a small moments, and then you don't see them again. Like, there's, like, a moment with Spider-Man and Miles, right? With Peter and Miles, and then that's it, right? You don't really see what else that they're up to. And it's, like, I, I don't know what... They made a big deal at the beginning of the series of, like, showing these guys surviving and whatnot. And then they kind of don't really do much with them. It ends up being more of, a like, internal conflict with Doom and, like, Fantastic Four and, like his like reed's family you know it kind of it kind of ends up being like that which is ironic because uh the first issue of secret wars like reed watches his entire family die in a plane crash yeah and so it, it explains how the universe the marvel universe gets rebuilt it explains like why there's still other like alternate universes um it, it actually also explains why miles is in the Marvel U in in the main universe um to an extent and I think the more more of it's going to get filled in with um Spider-Man Spider-Man yeah with Miles Morales his ongoing so I'm actually interested in picking that up because it's supposed to fill in the 8 month gap What I like about uh the Spider-Man the Amazing Spider-Man series right now is uh not only are you getting Peter Parker but like Working for Peter Parker is Miles Morales and Miguel O'Hara. Yeah. So every now and then you like get panels of what Miguel's doing and of what uh what Miles is doing, yeah. which I really like. So I'm interested in seeing Miles now that he's integrated into the Marvel U and see how he fits into this new universe. And does he know he's part of a new universe or has they like they like did something to his mind? Like, do you know that? Do you know if, uh, if he... he he knows that he's not in his old universe? Okay, so I'm I'm interested in how they're gonna. Play, play that off. They and... uh they had like a conflict where like Miles was talking to like I don't know some some female character from his comic, and uh they were pretty much just discussing like the pros and cons of him not staying in his universe. Mm. And uh 
Miles pretty much had nothing to lose. He didn't have anyone he lived with. Like, both of his parents died. Uh, he lived with his uncle, who was a villain. So, like, kind of favors him to, like, live in Peter's universe. Plus, he gets to chill with the original Spider-Man. Yeah. Which died before he got to meet him. Yeah, so that's, that's mainly what I'm interested in seeing is Miles. And, and I I think, as a whole, Zero Wars 1 through 9 is a really good read. And it's a, a pretty boss ass doctor doom story because he see what he what he's like with like ultimate power and the consequences of that and i think that's really cool and the fallout of secret wars 9 is interesting and then i'm i'm interested in seeing how they fill in those those gaps because as far as i know all the new number ones have just kind of started you know, yeah. they're not origin stories, they're just, they're just, here we are. Mm-hmm. And there's, like, supposedly eight months between the end of Secret Wars and the beginning of the Marvel Universe. So I want to see what, what the day-to-day was like. <laughs> kind of like how they did with 52 in DC, where they had a missing year in DC continuity, where Superman and Batman and Wonder Woman were just gone, and they did, like, a weekly series. But that's, like, I mean, like, we're totally off track at this point but that's that's a good series too and that's something else that they did and i i hope that maybe marvel does something like that a little bit like at least explaining that through these different books if if they do that or at, at least see what miles has been doing because I, I i think i read well we also that get to see what role miles gets to play in in the new civil war comic civil oh, war 2 okay war i, I have very strong feelings wait, wait, about before you can i can i just quickly read yeah, yeah. secret wars oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Read it, all right so i'm gonna i'm gonna give it a three and a half i i, I think it's um it's not the most bombastic crazy ass like thing i've ever read in terms of a story but line. it's a good doom story it's a great doom story and i feel honestly the first half is stronger than the second half but the first half is like fucking crazy because because yeah. all the universes end. It starts off so strong. It's such a strong start, and like it, it, it peters off a little bit towards the end. The first, the first, the issues before the couple issues before nine, where it's like the big final battle. There's a lot of cool moments that happen. There's like a whole moment where Doctor Doom straight up punks Thanos, which is like probably one of my favorite moments in the entire run. But. um there are some issues. There's some things I wish I saw more of, and like you know, the delay really hurt the pacing of it for me because I forgot what happened. So you had to reread it, the entire book. Yeah, and yeah, it's just like if you didn't go back and reread it again, you kind of lost. I felt, and so three and a half all yeah. told, I think it's. All right. But you love Doctor Doom. I it love was it. a great I, Doctor I, Doom story. I, three point three and a half is not bad. Yeah. Three and a half is not bad at all. I, I th- it's above average, honestly, yeah. and I think it's it's worth a read now that it's completely finished you should totally read it Uh, especially if you like dr doom even if you like fantastic four i guess i don't know who who that is please let me know if you're a fantastic four fan the three of you that like fantastic well apparently michael b jordan still likes fantastic four because i read Uh, a news article saying michael b jordan wants to stay as the uh as as the the human torch torch. yeah let them do it bring him over to marvel yeah fox just Fork over the rights to Marvel. Just so you know, I'm all for that. I think Michael B. Jordan's a great actor. And, I would love to see what Disney and, and Marvel uh, can do with Doctor Doom. In their it's MCU. just, it's just sad that he got stuck with like a shitty director just, in a shitty movie. Just recast Doom and give him an actual costume. Yeah. Yeah. Don't make him out of tinfoil. Please no. Don't make can, him. Don't make him a hacker. I can make the Doom costume in my pantry right the fuck now. <laughs> that should be our project after we finish recording. <laughs> just aluminum foil face <laughs> and hands. So. Or we get Stan here to wear the his, Luchador we, mask. Yeah, wears yeah. the Luchador mask. 
<clears throat> suplexing people. He just starts start shouting King and Samuel and and the director's like, this this is great. <laughs> Stamp of approval. Stamp of approval. Yeah. So what do you guys think of the new Civil War? Oh, dude. Okay. So for me, I think it's like a just like a shallow, superficial grab for money. I guess I I I know Disney Marvel. They do a lot of great things, but Civil War. The, the the movie it's it's gearing up, and you know it's generating tons of hype, and I think it's just a way for to get people to like watch the movie, and then a lot they're gonna be like what Secret Wars two there's a sequel and then and then they buy the comic and I I think it's just, I I think they're just generating drama where it doesn't really need to be drama like I again like I I'm not exactly sure what could happen so drastically like after this new after the relaunch of post-secret wars world to like dude we just finished the war we just we just finished secret wars why do we need another war what what's eating the 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 the, uh, marvelous heroes you go you go to the you go to dc too you want to like reprieve from the war no they got dark side war going on yeah Yeah. you know and then there's like some x-men war gonna happen soon with apocalypse or something now well yeah and then you know well technically the x-men are with war with the Inhumans because the Inhumans things are like Too much killing war. them. It's just, it's just like, ah, oh, it's just, it's just how, about, mean, how about some civil peace? Civil peace. I understand it's a great, I mean, as a business, as uh, in terms of editorial, like generating press and generating sales, you know, crossovers like that are a time-proven way to get a giant boost. But it's like, it's, I'm actually uh, a little excited for it. Oh, yeah, you are? Just because, okay. uh, like, Civil War came out when I wasn't really, like, into comics or collecting comics. So, like, I never got to live through that, like, oh my god, this is fucking awesome. So now, there's, like, a chance for me to get that. <laughs> okay, so... And not only that, but now that I have, like, a newfound love for Miles, and, like, Spider-Gwen is a thing, and I, I just, I can't wait. I want to see how these characters incorporate into this Civil War. Who do you think they're going to kill off? I have no idea. Yeah, that's another thing that yeah. they're that they're advertising that someone's gonna die, which is another. But they're like, also thing. bringing someone. Yeah, back. they're also advertising that. So we were discussing dead no more or whatever. The yeah, dead is. no more. I don't think it's I don't think it's gonna be Cyclops because uh, Cyclops that was they already addressed it in Extraordinary X Men Five, and that's like a clone generated by Mister Sinister. And we were discussing before it has to be Wolverine, and I really don't want it to be Wolverine. Everyone that would be so uh, dumb. I've seen it's too a lot obvious. of speculation of Uncle Ben also. That's also uh, dumb. Yeah, that's really, really stupid. <laughs> that's like one of the golden cardinal rules of like Marvel Comics. Like Uncle Ben always stays dead. And yeah. Gwen Stacy. Mm-hmm. Peter's Gwen Stacy. Oh, yeah. And Gwen's Peter. Yeah. that's But so, like, the thing is with them hyping up this dead no more thing is that it has to be a really high profile thing. And I don't think Uncle Ben is high profile enough to get everyone talking. Like, they just, they literally just killed Wolverine last year. Yeah. You know, they must be like... Oh, it's a good time to bring him back, but I don't like, understand why. Why? Because lo- you have old man Logan, who's I don't even think his ongoing has started yet. No, he has. He's still and, just part of the extraordinary. And X-Men you line. have all new Wolverine with Laura, who who's only on issue. Like and she five. is a badass Wolverine. And I love her. I like her more than Logan. Yeah, she's a great Wolverine, yeah. and there's nothing that's uh, that's something we haven't seen before. So let her fl- let her grow. Let her flourish and you know let let her see come to her own as like this generation's new wolverine you know like logan logan's had what like what a 60 70 year history he's been around for a long long time too many logans you know we not enough loras there you go 
But and so the, so they're advertising that they're gonna bring somebody back. Then they're advertising that someone's gonna die to set up the chain reaction of Civil War Two. And I I agree with you, Chris. And I think that there is it's marketing. You know, like when you think about Secret Wars, right? That was that's name rec- recognition itself, right? Because you already know that Secret Wars, the original one, was a big deal. You know, and so you knew that them naming the Secret Wars is also a big deal. And but I di- I don't feel like that's as shallow cash grabby as calling this next event civil war two they could have named it anything they wanted to but of Mm -hmm. course it's civil like there's no coincidences in disney there's no coincidences this is all planned this is this is there's no coincidence that there's a civil war movie coming out disney manipulates shit there's disney's gonna own everything (laughs) marvel is under under the Disney umbrella, and and they're no different, right? So, Civil War, the movie is coming out. Captain America, lots of hype. People are like freaking out that Cap's gonna fight Tony. Civil War two comic book. What are the people gonna do after they watch the movie? They're gonna go to the comic shop because they're gonna want to read Civil War, or they're gonna want to read Captain America or or Iron Man or whatever. You or, go in there, and it's like Civil War two. It's like oh shit, it's the new shit. Or Civil War two is gonna give Spider Gwen and Miles an Iron Spider suit. That would be cool. What? Yeah, I would like that. Iron Spider Gwen. That that fuck? that actually sounds pretty awesome. I, I I give you that. So like, but that's so that's the thing though. It's like they even said like, oh, if you want an idea of what the future of the MCU movies are gonna be, read the comic books. So you're gonna see the movie. They that's a timed fucking statement that they made right 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 around the time they announced Civil War two right. So it's like, you're going to see Civil War, the movie, and then you're like, well, what's next? You go to the comic book shop, Civil War Two sitting right there. If you're impatient, boom, pick up the comic books, right? It's marketing. Mm-hmm. It's just, and that's why it feels like a little shallow to me. They don't, they could have did any event, you know, and they chose Civil War to, yeah. and deliberately, you know, this was an accident. And honestly, I'm, I'm a little tired of event comics in general. Like, because it's just been one after another, I feel like. There's no rest for the weary, man. It's, it's just like, like, it's just been, it was like Justice League, Dark Side War. Then you have, like, Superman Doomed. And then you have, like, I mean, it's, like, obviously not Marvel's fault mm-hmm. that DC is also doing this. But it's, like, both both sides are doing this, you know? Yeah. You Convergence. Know, Secret War. Um, Civil War Two, Convergence. Like, every, multiversity. And, every year every, is, like, a big event. Yeah. And I think that, I think it's true. Like every single year, there's, there's a big event. And I'm, I'm like at this point. And I've been following comics for about three years now. And honestly, every single year there's been an event for DC and Forever Marvel. Evil is another one, right? Yeah, Forever Evil, Robin War, Convergence, Dark Side War, and then on Marvel side, you got like fucking everything else going on. Yeah, I don't really follow you had Avengers versus X Men. Then you had you know you had all these other it's like whatever the hell, yeah. whatever the hell. <laughs> just, Again, like, marketing one on one, you know. You, they do the big event comics to to rope in more readers and to get more sales. And like I've, like you, Andy, I've been following comics two, three years now. I've been like collecting them month to month, and it's like it wears on your soul and it wears on your wallet. Especially when you know, with like Robin War or like some other titles where they spread across the crossover between different titles, and if you don't normally follow those titles you have to get them or or you have to wait for the trade but spider-verse oh yeah spider-verse but spider-verse i was i was really into like spider-verse was great man let's say something was spider-verse man (laughs) 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 spider-verse was great all right anyway like yes i am interested in civil war 2 yes i'm interested to see what what the 
teams are going to be like, who they're going to split. I think I saw a promo, I think, and I think Tony and Cap are on the same side this time. Okay. And I think that's interesting. Um, it would be way too much if it was Tony and Cab against each it's other like again. This drama again? Like, really? Come on, Come on guys. Just... I think it's cool to see them if they're going to... Um, I'm pretty sure I saw them on the same side. So okay. it will be cool to see that. Am I going to buy it month to month? Doubt it. Mm-hmm. Will I read it? Maybe when it's done? Or if some, if one of you guys are following? Yeah, read yeah, read, yeah. read what you got right yeah. there? Maybe? Bananas? But yeah, I don't think bananas. I'm going to be reading it. And if we if that, if that means that Super Nerd Pals doesn't cover it, and that's just going to be the stance that we're going to have to take, right? Because it's, it's too much. Too much money. Too much money. Too much and, money. And we, too we've much... discussed this before, just like how much content there is. Just not even comics. Yeah, there's just so much just... going on. Ugh. If anything, if any big news comes out of it, we'll hear about it anyway. Yeah, right? Newsflash. We'll, we'll talk about we'll it. We'll talk about our newsflashes. But like, it has to be some like crazy stuff going on for me to want to put money down on it again. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Well, we'll see what happens. Who knows? Who know? We, we might be surprised. We might be proven wrong. Maybe, maybe it'll be the greatest thing since sliced bread. Event comics are weird. <laughs> yes. Anyway, on to some housekeeping stuff. What housekeeping stuff do we have, Stan? Well, like we said at the top of the show, we're doing we're launching a new uh, side venture, a sister show to Super Nerd Pals. The first Friday of every month, we're going to do an anime podcast called Anime Is Weird. Um, we've chose twelve anime to dis- to watch and discuss and to review and to see you know we chose because we never watched them before because they were really they sounded weird on paper and we wanted to see what it's about and we always wanted to talk more about anime and we, we sometimes we sometimes anime gets some love on this podcast but in this um but not enough I, in my personal opinion so this is a great outlet just to geek out about anime. this is chris's personal champ like he personally championed this this thing to into existence see basically. this was the problem we decided to pick 12 anime that none of us have ever watched. And every time Stan and I pitched an anime, Chris is like, yeah, I watched it. I, it was, it. It, it became like a, it became, a, a running joke that, that wasn't funny. Very yeah, it, it became like a thing that me and Stan had to start Googling weird and obscure anime. It was like Dark, the, Dark and the Black. Watched it. It's like Stein's Gate. I was, like, I was like, JoJo's Bizarre. I was like, uh, uh, School Live. Watched it. Like, you, you were so bad And then at that. one point, oh, like... He didn't. He didn't even say that he watched it anymore. He just like, yeah, I love that anime. And it's just like, oh, fucking Chris, <laughs> fucking Chris. <laughs> but we, I think our selection of the twelve, the twelve anime for season one, it was really good. It's a really I, eclectic mix. It's diverse, and then like there's like it mixes different genres. You got, you and, got some shonen. You yeah. got some like like more like geared to adult stuff. We got some you, horror. You got a little horror in there. And we got some special anime. We're gonna talk we about a couple of special episodes in the pipe that we're planning and. Uh, it should be good if you're if you have an interest in uh, anime, definitely check it out. It's you don't have to subscribe to any other show. It's going to be on the same feed as Super Nerd Pals. So first Friday of every month, you get a new episode of Anime is Weird for free. Exactly, and <laughs> just uh, like this show, like which this comes show. every week for free for free on Wednesday, hopefully. Yeah, and so the cross first fingers, cross our fingers, uh, knock on wood. So the first episode of Anime is Weird will come out on fe- Friday, February fifth. So and stay tuned. What anime are we doing, Chris? We're doing... Uh, uh, Marvel's Disc Di- Wars The Avengers. <laughs> Marvel's Marvel Disc Wars The Avengers. I think that's yeah. the title. Yeah. But we're gonna... That's gonna be coming out really soon, so check that out. And at the end of this episode, we'll provide a quick teaser. Quick teaser, just to get you... Just to whet your appetite. Or we shall plug it in here. So. So we watched the first six episodes. Any thoughts? Um... 
How'd you feel about it? Dude, once I saw Spider-Man, I, I was like flipping the fuck out. Because we went into this blind. I didn't know what the fuck this is about. Maybe I've seen like a trailer or two on Facebook or whatever, but... This is the first time I actually got to like sit down and watch this. And I had no idea that Spider-Man was in it, so I was hyped about yeah, that. Yeah, from, from like the trailers and like the clips that... I only seen like two clips on Facebook, but I had no idea that Spider-Man was going to be in the, the anime. And two, he has such a heavy role in it. Yeah. He's like... I mean, he's... Spider-Man's always been an Avenger. Um, but I just... I was really surprised at how monumental a role... Yes, and I really, I really like the Spider-Man. Yeah, and I was, I was not expecting him to be in it, especially since they introduced him as Peter, mm-hmm. like the scientist, and mm-hmm. it was just, it never clicked in my mind that that could have been Peter Parker. Oh, that, yeah. that took me by surprise too, because once he fell out the window, I was like, oh, <laughs> he's totally Peter Parker. And he, he's like, he even then, just, back in. No, 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 even then, like when when um, Crimson Dynamo is on is on the. Like, is that is it the helicarrier or are they in the actual? No, they're in the the, uh, the prison. So he knocks him out of the window, and Peter's like falling, and I'm like, damn, he he got punked real hard. This this extra, this side character, (laughs) this red shirt, yeah, this like whoever, and he's like, he done, he done, and he he just rips off his shirt, like, oh shit, that was Spider Man. Oh snap, Peter Parker, Spider Man, (laughs) he's here. What? (laughs) He's here. He's not in Civil War yet. This is just completely like, just I didn't even, I mean didn't even occur to me and um awesome um that was a great clip it was (laughs) 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 um so yeah so anime is weird get ready for that and uh this was year two uh, Year two episode the episode one, one the beginning. Woo! This is like a, AKA Super Nerd Pros Forty Seven. We're still we're still, yeah, keeping, we're the still keeping the same numbers, but this is just the beginning of the second. I know era, this is a new chapter, new era. This is a uh, this first. is just the beginning of year two yeah 2016 we made um, it guys yeah and we're just gonna keep going it's gonna be bigger and better and we have some big things planned throughout the this year yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be a, a real slap bang uh draw uh draw cookies draw cookies oh yeah draw cookies draw cookies so so andy tell the fans like if they want to get in on this amazing 2016 action where to find us you can find us at supernerdpals.com and uh, you can also check out our Facebook. Stan, go ahead. Facebook.com slash group slash Super Nerd Pals. Hell he yeah. He got really good at that. Yeah. Um, and, and then I'm going to use my NPR voice to, so you can find us on Twitter. So you can find Super Nerd Pals at Super Nerd Pals on Twitter. And you can find Andy at... at Sweet Justice One. That's, That's O-N- O-N-E. <laughs> I almost said yours. That's O-N-E. Sweet Justice One. And you can find you can Stan... Fi- at Stan Doom. Doom. <laughs> doom. Make doom. mine doom. <laughs> <laughs> and you can find me at Kyo, Ninja for Hire. That's K Y O, Ninja for Hire. This, this M- NPR voice, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> and this has been Super Nerd Pass 47. Thank you guys for listening. And please tell your friends and rate us rate. on iTunes. We're also on SoundCloud and Stitcher, so there you go. Leave a comment, like, subscribe. Peace. And give us your soul. Willem Dafoe. (laughs) Spidey. Spidey. Spidey.